I'm talking about the house of the Lord. Someone say the house of the Lord. I believe with all my heart that one of the main reasons God allowed a break, not only for international prayer resort ministries, but for the entire body of Christ, is so that you and me, when we have the opportunity to gather together like we have done today, will appreciate what the house of the Lord truly is. Because much as we are to learn from the examples written in the Old Testament of the Bible, there is a spiritual aspect of our lives as people of God when it comes to the house of the Lord. Yet, the essence, the idea, the impact and the input of the house of the Lord written and documented in the Old Testament is meant for our learning and for our practice as far as our New Testament living is concerned. Why do I say so? For instance, you find David the psalmist writing in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Then verses reveal something. He says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Then he added a very powerful revelation in that verse. He said, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Somebody say amen. Under the old covenant, that was a physical house. That was a temple built. David as a king, as a matter of fact, said he will spend more days in the house of the Lord than a thousand elsewhere. He said, I would rather dwell in the tent of, I mean, I would rather dwell in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the tent of fools. In their time and in their dispensation, when reference is made to the house of the Lord, that was a physical structure, a physical building, because that was a shadow of things to come, which things have come in my time and in your time. The same David writes in Psalm 27, and I'll read that one, verse 4. From the New King James Version of the Bible, Psalm 27, verse 4, David said, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. 
So you can see that reference is made to a temple here, which is the house of a Lord, or which was the house of a Lord. And it was a physical structure. But two things we can learn from David. No wonder God calls him a man after God's own heart. One in verse 6 of Psalm 23, he says, And I will dwell in the house of the Lord, when? Forever. And here he says, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. What was it about the house of the Lord that the king, as big as he was, would seek to make the house of the Lord his delight, to dwell in that house forever, and to dwell in that house all the days of his life? What was it? Can we learn something in our time and in our dispensation? I believe yes. Hallelujah. Now, we find in the New Testament something happening in Acts chapter 17. Apostle Paul had found himself in Athens, in Greece. And those people, the Bible described them as people who always wanted to hear and to learn, to know. So when they realized that Apostle Paul and his companions were preaching something which was new, and that was the resurrection of the dead through one Jesus Christ, they invited Apostle Paul and Co. in that come and teach us the things that you are talking about. In verse 24 of Acts chapter 17, okay, let me pick it from verse 23. And then you appreciate his communication. Apostle Paul was addressing them. The Bible says, for as I was passing through and considering the objects, of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. And in verse 24, he made a very powerful statement. He said, God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. That's a great flip from what we have known under the old covenant. Because under the old covenant, when we say the house of the Lord, it was a temple made with human hands. And God dwelt in that temple in a place called the Holy of Holies. I hope you know that when Jesus Christ died and said it is finished, according to scripture, the veil that divided the holy of holies from the holy place was torn into two from the top to the bottom. That was the day God vacated the temple made with hands. And ever since, he has sought to dwell in human vessels. Hallelujah. Vessels that have been washed on the inside sanctified on the inside, justified on the inside, and then become so holy that his Holy Spirit now dwells on the inside of us. So he says, God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not, does not, and I'm sure this was new to these other things, because they were into all kinds of worship. In fact, this very temple he was in was called uh, mass, you know, he was in 
In verse, in verse 22, the Bible says, And Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. He saw the religiosity of the people. He saw their objects of worship. And he was pointing out to them that, see, it's not about the physical structure. It's, it's awesome and beautiful to build a physical structure like Revival Cathedral, which we will build. Hallelujah. But God does not dwell in temples made with hands. So when we are making reference to the house of the Lord as a New Testament believer, You've got to have that understanding that God is making reference to something else other than a physical structure. He is talking about living beings, which we will see pretty soon. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Acts, rather, 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter 2, and I'll read from verses 2 through 5. This is Apostle Peter also addressing new converts. In the Lord. In verse 2 of 1 Peter 2, he says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Has somebody tasted that the Lord is gracious? I'm asking a question. Has somebody tasted that the Lord is gracious? He says, If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, then let God be your delight desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby if indeed you have tasted that the lord is gracious coming to him as to a living stone now god is described here as what a living stone someone say a living stone i hope you know that when you are building a physical structure like this building or a temple they use stones but those stones bible refers to them as dead stones the objects of manufacture and the objects of construction of a temple physical temple is different from the objects god uses to build his house the house of the lord and peter is making reference to something here he says coming to him as to a living stone jesus is the living stone okay Rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Oh, my Lord is precious. Hallelujah. Look at verse 5. You also, as living stones. Oh, I like it. Because the head cannot be different from the body. Please, I hope you know that. The head and the body are one. So he describes Jesus as a living stone, then you also as living stones. Some say, I am a living stone. Can you say that again? I am a living stone. Can we collectively say, we are living stones. Do you know what that means? Say, I'm alive. The life of God on the inside of me. I am not ordinary. Are you there? You also... As living stones are being built up. The King James says, are built up. Here he says, that means it's a continuous process. We are under 
construction. You also ask, can you imagine God saying that I want to build a house, but I'm not using dead stones. I'm using living stones. And he made himself the example. He is the living stone. You also as living stones are being built up. Some say built up. Say built up. That is why when it comes to the house of the Lord, it can only get better. The Lord showed me a picture. And the next time we gather together like this, I will share that with you. It's a prophetic picture of the house of the Lord prophesied by prophet Malachi. You have no idea what the world is going through presently. The only answer, the only hope, the only consolation is the house of the Lord, which you are and I am. You also, as living stones, are being built up, what? A spiritual house. We are no longer a physical house. Yes, we will gather together in physical places. And thank God that one of the things God has taught us during these 11 months of not gathering together is that as living stones, we can still gather together virtually because i will show you a scripture pretty soon and you appreciate what constitutes the constitution of the house of the lord as far as our time in dispensation is concerned you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to god through jesus christ somebody say amen can we go back to acts this time, chapter 4. Let me show you a picture of the house of the Lord. Acts 4. Verse 23 into 32. In Acts chapter 4, we find Peter and John going into the temple. Take note. They were living stones, but they had a meeting place, okay? They were going to the temple to go and pray. And on their way, there was a man who was, the Bible says, impotent in his legs. And he was over 40 years, and he was born that way, and had never walked. Something happened between James, sorry, John and Peter, and this man. The long and short of it was that the man began to walk and to leap. And he was celebrating the goodness of the Lord in his life, following Peter and Co. here and there. To the extent that they were even arrested and kept in prison, so to speak, to hear them the next day. Now, when they met them, they threatened them that they should not preach in that name again. But look at verse 32, 23 rather, into 32 of Acts chapter 4. The Bible says, and being let go, that is, after they had threatened them, after they had warned them, being let go, they went to their own companions. Take note of that phrase. The King James says, they went to their own company. I'm showing you what constitutes this spiritual house. Number one, it's a company of believers. Some say a company of believers. 
they went to their own. So you must know your own. I know that for this 11 months, God has proven his house as a ministry, International Prayer Resort Ministries. Because if you truly belong to the company, if you are truly a companion, whether they are together physically or together virtually, she will always be there. Whether they are interacting on WhatsApp, on Facebook, on IP online radio, or they are getting together physically, you know where you belong. Hallelujah. That is not to say that everybody must of necessity be a part of this house forever. Let me tell you something. The Lord spoke to me before we went on break. And I think I said that in church in passing. That there are those who have been a part of the foundation of International Prayer Resort Ministries who may not be a part of the building. And there are those who are a part of the building who may not be a part of the third phase, which is the phase of readiness. And so, my prayer since that time has been that, Lord, even if some will not be a part, let them find a company. Let them find companions. The worst thing that can happen to a believer is when you leave outside of Christ. When you exit the body and you are now functioning without Christ. Don't forget he told us in John 15 verse 5, without me, you can do nothing. And so, yes, as a local assembly, we have come a long way. Some have been apart from the foundation till now. Some will of necessity because of one thing or the other that the Lord would want to do in his house will be pushed by God's own hands through circumstantial experiences into another house. And glory be to God. So be it. Because I wish such people well that they will do well in the house of the Lord wherever they find themselves. Because we have the bigger house which is called the body of Christ and we have houses called the local assembly which we are. Hallelujah. So they went to their own companions, to their own company. And reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they, when they heard that, that's the, com, the companions heard what John and Peter reported to them, they raised their voice to God with one accord. Some say one accord. Another distinctive feature of the house of the Lord, the spiritual house of the Lord, apart from they belonging to a spiritual house, a companionship is that they are with one accord. You see it. And said, Lord, you are God, who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Did you hear that? The things that happened to Jesus, they are saying that God... 
purpose it to be done. There are something that happened to us. You only have to smile because it has been purpose and programmed by God, so to speak. Verse 29. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Look at verse 31. And when they had prayed, I'm glad we are a prayer house. Did you hear what I said? I said, I am glad what? We are a prayer house. And I'm glad that the mission has a backbone of prayer. Because we have actually not begun the real assignment yet. But I believe that coming back from break, we can take advantage and do what these people did. They had prayed. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaking. Listen, we may not see those physical manifestations in our time. Just like when somebody lies to God, lies in the presence of God, lies with the Holy Spirit, you may not see instant execution of such individuals by way of death, like Ananias and Sapphira. Yet, spiritually, you may be amazed what has transpired by lying to God. Likewise, when we pray together, you may not see this physical, it may happen. I have experienced that before. I remember. I even thought it was an earthquake. We were doing a crusade around Kaneshi Market. Whilst praying, all of a sudden the ground started shaking. Everyone was shaking. The police station was shaking. And I thought it was an earthquake. Not knowing that it was the power of prayer. So the place where they were assembled together was shaking. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Look at verse 32. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Jesus Christ. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. I know in our time, we may not exercise that kind of oneness by way of your shirt is mine, your car is mine, you understand? But this was a picture of the house of the Lord to say that the house of the Lord, and I wrote it here, is a company and gathering together of believers with one heart and one soul who share all things in common. Can I say that again? The house of the Lord in our time, in our dispensation, in the New Testament era is a company and gathering together of believers. So, whether we gather together physically or we gather together virtually, is a gathering together. Are you there? If you truly belong to the house of the Lord and you are a part of, let's say, a local assembly, which is the house of the Lord, like International Prayer Resort Ministries, you will discover that whether, look at 11 months, 
So if you were waiting for us to gather together physically like this, before you know you are going to the house of the Lord, then I can say that you have missed a lot. You have. And I, I pray that you will catch up because so much is in store for the house of the Lord. The house of the Lord is the hope of this end time generation. I'll show you that prophetic picture when we gather together the next time. The house of the Lord is a company and gathering together of believers with what? One heart and one soul. The Bible says they were all with one accord. The multitude who believe. This is a gathering together, not of everybody, but believers, okay? The house of the Lord is a gathering together. It's a, it's, it's a company and gathering together of believers. Some say believers. So you can have unbelievers coming together with us, but the Lord knows his own. And he knows those who are living stones and those who are dead stones. Dead in trespasses and sins. And if you are here and you are not yet a living stone, Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. You can say, yes, Lord. I receive you as my savior and I confess that you are my Lord. The multitude of those who believe were of one heart and one soul. I want to stress on that. One heart and one soul. Have you seen that before? It's possible. In other words, they flow together and shared everything together. And that is the mystery of the house of the Lord, the body of Christ. It's a sharing together. And God has illustrated it and demonstrated it through the practice of the Holy Communion. So he told us, which we'll be doing very soon, for your information, it is a day we're going to share the Holy Communion together. And whenever we meet, subsequently we will do same. Because he says that we are one bread. And we are one body. Is that okay? Someone said, we are one bread and we are one body. Then he said, the bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Is it not the word communion means the sharing together? The sharing together. Listen, there is something about the spiritual house. God is building. We are being built up. When we gather together, whether physically or virtually, there is always a sharing together. That is why he says, don't live in sin. Do you know why? God, under the New Testament, is not giving us rules and regulations, do's and don'ts. He knows that if a believer chooses to live in sin, what he's going to do is that because we share everything in common, everything in common, so, if there is sin somewhere, the Bible says, a little living, liveneth the whole lamp. One little sin somewhere affects all of us. Likewise, one little grace somewhere impacts all of us. So, when we get to, look, that's why the world cannot understand the church. And they will never understand the church. Because it is a mystery. Just like you cannot understand how you put yeast into a small loaf. And then the next day, the thing has bloated. Have you seen bloated loaf before? This was a small loaf that day, you know, one pound, half pound, 0.05 pound. But you put yeast in it. The next day, the thing has become 
a little living, living life, the whole life, it makes it big. The world will never know our secret. Because the secret of the house of the Lord, the secret of the church, is the sharing together of places. When we gather together, whether physically or virtually, there is always a sharing together. Sharing together. I may be at grace 15, you may be at grace 95. But when we gather together, we are all brought to the same grace. Level 100, hallelujah. Grace 100. No wonder he said in Hebrews 10, verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. You see, two words are used here, and they are spiritually communicated very well and prophetically so. He could, have, he could have said, not forsaking the assembling of our souls. And that would have meant so much. But he says, together. Some said, together. That's the key word. Because whether we assemble physically together, or we assemble virtually together, we are together. One mind, one heart, one soul. So deep. One heart, one soul. Because God knows that when somebody forsakes the assembling together of the house of the Lord, you are a living stone. You see, you, are, you have a role to play. You have a place in that house, but you have chosen to absent yourself. But I don't lose. You who absented yourself, you lose. Because when we gather together, physically or virtually, there is a sharing together. And we are being built up. We are being built up. We can only get better. We are going higher and higher. Are you there? We are going places. We are fresh and flourishing. I will show you the scripture very soon. Hallelujah. Let me end with, with Psalm 92. Verse 13, and 15, um, 13 through 15. That was where I think Pastor Jonah Shabo was leading us in prayer and prophetically so because I didn't share the scripture with him. But he was coming from that angle. And I was like, the man is in the spirit. Psalm 92, verses 13 through 15. You will see beautiful things written here about the house of the Lord. Like I said, it is written under the old covenant, but it's applied to the spiritual house, which we are. Verse 13 says, those who are planted. David said, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He says, one thing I desire and I will seek after. I want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. But beyond just dwelling, here he says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. I like this communication. They shall what? Flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. Listen, physically, it was a reference to physical old age. But the spiritual house has got nothing to do with physical age here. He's talking about the period of incapacitation. The period where you cannot, like we have gone through, you cannot move. Do you remember there was a time? When you move, there were times where I had to move from home to the trade fair site to just go do virtual service, and I was stopped over 10 times by police and soldiers. And even times where I was redirected, you cannot use this route, go and pass through land, and I will roam and roam and roam and roam and roam. That is old age, where you are hindered in your movement. 
where you are restricted in your movement. Where, quote-unquote, you are incapacitated. But even in the midst of that, look at it. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the cause of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. And can I announce to you that for 11 months, that some people have said that things have been very bad, that has been some of us, our experience, and I'm sharing a testimony, flourish in the midst of the famishing. Flourish, and I can point one, two, three, four, five individuals who have consistently remained planted in the house of the Lord. Whilst there was a break, some thought that because there was a break, that means nothing is happening. Who told you so? And I thank God for those whose ingenuity, whose contribution, whose effort, whose exercise, left, right, center, made it possible that ever since the break, there has not been a break. Because we knew what the house of the Lord was and is. It's not a physical structure. It's not even a physical gathering together. If we so do, glory be to God. But if we don't, let's utilize the moment, the opportunity. We are in an era of almost everything being virtual and online. And we encourage those who have the practice of, I want us to gather together before I give my tithes. To now learn, okay, to give your tithe and your offering online. Because we have the accounts. We encourage members to do so. You can't do away with the dispensation, the time that we live in. But I believe with all my heart that God allowed 11 months break for you and me to appreciate something called the house of the Lord. Which is deeper than a physical gathering together. It's a spiritual house. Those... They who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the cause of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Someone say fresh and flourishing. Do you know that is a slogan in this house? IPR, we are fresh and flourishing. But can that be said about everybody? He gave a distinction. He said those who are planted. Look, God knows his own. You will see verse 15. Those who are planted. To be planted here is more than just dwelling in the house of the Lord all the days of your life. It's more than dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. It is actually to be rooted, grounded, part of it. You, you have given your mind, your will, your emotions, your soul, your heart, your finances, your support, your contribution, your prayer, your fasting. You are giving your all to the house of the Lord. And I want to encourage those who did so in 11 months down the line, continue because there's a reward here. You can, you can see it in verse 15. Verse 15 says, to declare. Why will God do this? He said, they shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. Do you hear that the Lord is what? Upright. You will see that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. So you don't see the one who is planted in the house of the Lord, fresh and flourishing, making progress. And you not say that, hey, you didn't know that when the person was planted, he was going to be fresh and flourishing. 
to bring a distinction that there is there is an uprightness of God. He's a righteous God. There is no unrighteousness in him. And I see that distinction happening in this 2021. God will distinguish the church, the body of Christ, the house of the Lord from the rest of the world. I'm talking to the whole body of Christ. You will see that those who are planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the cause of our God. They shall still be fresh and flourishing. They will bring forth fruit in their old age to show that the Lord is upright. He is upright. And there is no unrighteousness in him. So don't say that, Yami, always saying, in our you are lying to yourself and you are conscientizing yourself for evil deeds. He will not bless us all equally. It is those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Pray for you and me. Because 11 months down the line, I, Samuel Excellence, can testify that I am better than I was 11 months ago. And I said to the glory of God, nothing, and I mean the word nothing is lacking. Because I saw the revelation right from the word go. I said, this is the house of the Lord. God wants to teach us something. And throughout 11 months, we have been learning about the house of the Lord. You have no idea the things I've learned about the house of the Lord. And I'm sharing one of them with you today. The next time we gather, I'll show you a prophetic picture of the end time house of the Lord. It's a wonderful picture. Prophesied by Malachi. Prophet Malachi. The Lord bless you and cause you to be planted in his house. May the Lord make you fresh and flourishing. May the Lord make you bring forth fruit in your old age to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Glory be to God. Somebody say amen. Say amen.